What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Good day, besties. How's everyone <laughs> feeling this week? I don't know why I'm creative with the intros. They're all that, the same. Like, threw me so off guard. <laughs> but, like, anyone who's a fan of the comedian John Mulaney, he has a skit where he goes, you got to throw them off their rhythm. You just threw mm. me off of my rhythm. Wow. I'm sorry. That Hi, wasn't besties. my intention. I just feel like we always have the same, like, first few minutes. I'm trying to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, I like it. It's not a bad rhythm to be thrown off of, for sure. I have two announcements at the top of the episode. Wow. The first one is I would like to thank Kylie for allowing us to record an hour later so that I could make (laughs) soup because we just made soup and it was really good and soup takes a long time. Like soup is an easy, relatively easy thing to make. It just takes forever because we had to like roast the cauliflower and then you had to let it all simmer together. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot, a lot of like downtime. Yeah, a lot of waiting, a lot of the flavors combining and whatnot. So it's a timely yep. thing, and I, I appreciate you uh, extending your evening for me. Of course, of course. I just, I was saying to Anya, my room is finally painted, and so I literally was just like bringing all of my furniture back in from my brother's room and like reorganizing everything. So when she was like, "Can we push it back?" I literally was in like a sea of books on my floor. I was like, "You were like, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> we can do that." The second announcement is that we are mourning this evening because today is the Love on Tour concert. Oh my god, Anya, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> and we are not there. It's happening right now as we speak. He's probably going to oh come god. on in like 30 minutes and stop. I'll cry. It's just right really here. sad. I will literally cry right here. I keep seeing people's outfits on Instagram and I literally, I closed out of Instagram. Like I put like the timer thing on that Apple lets you do yeah. so that it's blurred out so I don't trigger myself. I'm so upset. I feel like I definitely know more people going, but the only person that I explicitly know is going is my friend Dana, who was on the show like late last year. She's actually going by herself because her parents got her one ticket for her birthday. Yeah. So I was like, I love that. I mean, I'm like, you'll meet people, you know, like you got a got a common interest right there. So yeah. And even if you don't, you can just (laughs) freaking vibe out and like, who gives a crap, you know? Yeah. So anyways, Uh. those are my announcements. I almost said rip, like no one died, but like, it feels like that in my heart right now. It's fine, I'm fine. Next tour, next tour. Yeah, literally. I'm like, hurry up that album, Harry, because I want to see you. Thanks. Yeah. So this week, we are doing a little Boston travel guide. Yeah. We've never done an episode like this before. Yeah, no, but we, you know... Maybe it's because you and I went on a trip and like our little travel bugs just reunited, reunited, reignited. Yeah, reignited. Um, But I feel like we both really love to travel. We both grew up near Boston. So we we have sort of the more inside scoop on what's good in Boston. I think looking at the list, like some of the places are pretty like classic-y classic touristy things to do but then some are some hidden gems because I think Boston's a cool city where you can do both so we'll get into our wrecks what we would do if we were visiting outside of New England going to Boston for the first time and I think I think we got a good list and I will say the touristy stuff that ended up on here is because it's like actually worth doing yes yeah 
So there's lots of touristy things in Boston, but we included the ones that are actually like you should spend time doing if you come here. So yeah. Hope you guys like it. Let us know what you think. Um, Yeah, like Kylie said, I think we're pretty good Boston spokespeople. I mean, we didn't like grow up in Boston itself, but it was like the city that we grew up going to like on, I don't know, like field trips. Like it was like just like the city nearby. (laughs) And um, I went to school here. And so I feel like we got a good grip. Yeah. Kylie visits a lot. So it's true. Before we do that, let's jump into our segment, starting with the weekend review. So this week, it's not too exciting, but it is important. And I just kind of feel like I've had a chaotic set of weeks. Like I've just kind of been out and about and I've had a lot of just like admin things like piling up on my plate. Like I have like this notes on my phone. That's just like things I need to do. And it was just getting like longer and longer and I was never getting to anything. And Mm -hmm. so I just didn't schedule anything on Saturday, which is pretty rare for me. If you guys have listened, you know, (laughs) I really try to take advantage of weekends and like I pack a lot of stuff into the weekend. But this time I was like, no, I really need to like get some stuff done. And so I feel really good about my life admin day this past Saturday. So I booked plane tickets for a trip. I booked a hotel for another trip, ordered supplements, edited the podcast, did laundry, went to Trader Joe's, reorganized the closet. That's like our entryway. That was like a mess. So, and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, I was so productive. Like, haha. But like, <laughs> like have a life admin day. Like we all have stuff that's just been like yep. piling up, making you anxious in the back of your mind. Yeah. But I feel like especially for me, like For example, like the hotel. Like I've known that I would need a hotel for this trip for like a couple months now. And I could have researched and booked one at any time. But I just feel like when you have a job, especially like when you're working from home and you're just staring at a screen all day, like the last thing you want to do with your time off is like stare at a screen more and like do research. You know what I mean? So I kind of like doing that kind of stuff on the weekends. And I just feel good about my life admin day. So give yourself a life admin day. That's my first thing. My second thing is – So I think we talked about this before, but I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I know. Don't say it. Don't everyone. Don't say it. It's what we were told. Get the first one available to you. So I did. No such thing as vaccine supremacy. Whatever. But word on the street, and by word on the street, I mean the FDA has said (laughs) that. Oh, that word. If you got got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine over two months ago, you're eligible to get a booster. And in my mind, when I first read this, I was like, oh, I'm eligible to get the Johnson & Johnson booster. And so I started looking around for pharmacies near me that had it and no one had it. Everyone just had Pfizer and Moderna. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to like wait a little longer. Like they're going to get it back in stock, whatever. And then I read the fine print. And the fine print said, if you got J&J over two months ago, you can get any any oh. other shot as a booster, like any any of the other manufacturers. Interesting. So, Yeah. So, and they did a lot of research, I guess, on like what mixing and matching a vaccine yeah. would do. And I think I'm not a doctor, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure what I read was that it's actually like more effective to have both like types of vaccine in your system, which kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I scheduled to get my uh, Pfizer uh, vaccine, like not like a week from today. Um, so just wanted to put that out there because I feel like I'm pretty like informed on that kind of stuff. And I didn't know that. Like I had to be told that it was allowed. So 
just wanted to spread the news. If you're also a J and J queen, get your <laughs> booster scheduled. Like you can literally just get whatever's near you because you're allowed to get whatever you want. So that's yep. pretty cool. And then I think everyone else that got like Pfizer or Moderna will probably be coming up soon, but we get to yeah. do it sooner. So take advantage and Love that's that. it for me. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't followed too closely, but I got Pfizer and I've mm-hmm. heard that like boosters are a thing, but they're not a thing yet for us. So I'm like, okay, I won't yeah. worry about that right now. I think they're a thing for like immunocompromised and frontline. Yeah. Like people in because they got, got Pfizer, it but... first though, because so that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like like they've the been first, vaccinated yeah. longer. That's true. But I was surprised that it only had to be two months. Like Yeah. Cause I've been vaccinated now for like Five months. No, more yeah. than that. Ten months. No. Six months. <laughs> ten months. <laughs> I was trying to think of like what October is. Like I was like ten. Yeah. So anyway, schedule it. I didn't know. Yeah. Just wanted to spread the word. I'm telling everybody. <laughs> or if you <laughs> haven't you gotten your first. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't gotten your first shot either, schedule yes. it. Why it's so not? easy. Oh, my God. I, there's so many appointments. And when I was scheduling it, I like almost went in with that same mentality of like when we were first scheduling it, like I was like ready to fight someone, like getting into the yep. CVS system. And then I was like, oh my God, they have appointments like every day. Like I literally could have picked one for today. I just like, w- I had to pick a time that I would be okay if I felt bad because I have a feeling True. like since it's my first time with this vaccine, I'm going to feel like equally shitty as I did the first time, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I had to pick a day that I like knew I could take sick if I needed to, but Anyway, I digress. Love that. Love that for you. (laughs) So for my weekend review, I actually spent this past weekend in Portland, Maine, not Oregon. Portland, Maine. With my college friends. So you guys know I stay in pretty close contact with the three other girls that I lived with my senior year of high school, but we're also really close with two of my other friends. Of high school. Oh my God. (laughs) Am I okay? (laughs) I was like, in high school. Of college. Oh, Lordy. Having one of those nights. Um, my roommates from college. And we had two other really good friends that we also lived with at one point throughout college. And the six of us hadn't been together since we graduated in May. Like had our like in-person graduation. And so we all got together in Portland. We literally just like spent the day on Saturday in Portland. Two people couldn't stay over. So like it was just us for the day. And then we stayed, a couple of us stayed over and left in the morning. But it was just, it was so nice. I was talking to my therapist about it actually. Because <laughs> I was telling her about the whole Victoria Pedetry, like the, you know, the interview where she's like, I feel the most beautiful when yeah, I'm cooking. Yeah. I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I was telling her about this interview and I was like, I thought really long and hard about like when I felt the most beautiful, like what my answer would be if someone asked me that. And I genuinely think the answer is when I'm with my friends from college. I don't know what it is. I just like, and I I get the same feeling with you. So I don't want to make it like like I don't get this (laughs) feeling with Anya, but like being surrounded by so many people and not feeling like you have to like put on any sort of like show or front or like anything like that you can just be yourself I don't know it's just it's a really beautiful feeling and so I think that would be my answer and it was a really good weekend but with that being said I am in need of a life admin day like Anya said I feel like you had like sort of end of September going into October you had like Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on on the weekends for me it's like mid-October into November I have a lot of stuff so I'm gonna need a life admin day because I have you know not been doing the things I should be doing but that's okay 
so yeah that was a really fun weekend and i'm seeing them again <laughs> this weekend not not everyone but some of the friends that i saw i'm seeing them again so you know double whammy love to see it so wholesome yeah please all right let's move into our favorites So interestingly, we both separately have beverage favorites this week. Yes. And mine is a little weird, but bear with me. So it's chia water. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Dude, I read that as chai water and I was like, I am so interested as to what she's about to say right now. Yeah. Well, it looks like chai. It's just the I and the A are switched. So that makes sense. I'm dyslexic. My bad. Um. So, chia water. So, I apparently this was a TikTok trend at one point, but I didn't ever get on that side of TikTok. I found out about it through listening to the Dare to Self Care podcast. By the way, mm-hmm. we have an episode with Jen. With if you Jen, listen to yeah. that. Um, but one of her guests said that they were really enjoying chia water, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." And I will preface with this: I am very like texturally. Um, open <laughs> with food like like a lot of people get like freaked out by textures and like it prevent them from eating stuff I'm not like that at all I feel like I like a lot of really weirdly textured stuff like seaweed salad and like I stuff like that doesn't bother me so if this type of thing does bother you it might not be your thing but you know how chia seeds if you soak them in water they kind of get like gelatinous almost so basically you just take a cup of water and you put a tablespoon of chia seeds in it and you let it sit for like five minutes and then all the chia seeds kind of get like a little gelatinous and you drink it and I've seen it as like a weight loss thing and I want to be clear like I'm definitely not doing it for that or promoting it for that I just find for me it really sets off my like GI tract to have a good day because it's a lot of fiber like I think chia seeds are basically like just fiber so it's like you're getting fiber and water like first thing and it's a little filling so it helps like um hold me over if I can't have like breakfast right away or anything too so I've just really been liking it. It's like a fun textural experience. I think um, – I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I think it's called like Chia Mama or something like that. Like they yeah, have like yeah. drinks at Whole Foods that have chia seeds. So um, it's kind of similar to that. Sometimes they'll put like some lemon in it. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. I've never like heard of it before until I listened to that podcast. So spreading the wealth. Yeah. Try it yeah, out. Yeah, I've heard of like the Chia Mama, like the Chia mm-hmm. drinks, but not specifically Chia Water. I should try that because you know what they say, hot girls have gut issues. And no, legit. That includes it, like, us. <laughs> it starts your day off with like a very good like amount of fiber and I feel like it just helps like regulate everything. So yeah. Well, and you're combating it with the water. So the fiber yeah. will work in your favor because besties, if you're eating a lot of fiber, you better be drinking a ton of water. <laughs> Otherwise, the fiber's <laughs> not going to help you the way if you, you want. you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, been there, done that. <laughs> um... So for my favorite this week, mine is also a beverage. It's the chai tea concentrate from Trader Joe's with the maple oat beverage from Trader Joe's. So I saw this from our queen, Blake Swanson, on TikTok. Goal for a guest. Yeah, literally. Uh, Oh, she'd be a good guest idea. Yeah. She's been back in my mind for a while, so. Yeah. We'll send her this clip and be really creepy about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No context, just this clip. Um, But yeah, so she was making this a lot and I was like, fine, I'll bite. I'll do it. So I got some. What I did was I do the chai concentrate and then I do a splash of the cold brew concentrate to kind of mimic like a dirty chai situation. And then I do put a little water just because I don't like too much milk in 
my morning coffee. I don't know. I just always find it to be like too much when I use all milk to like, you know how you're supposed to do mm-hmm. like the ratio with the concentrates. Um, and then I top it off with the maple oat beverage. It's fall in a cup. It really is. It's so good. And I'm saying that with my maple oat beverage, I went in the fridge this morning and I took it out and I shook it and like it was making some like chunky noises and I was like, oat milk doesn't get chunky when it goes back. I'm confused. I open it. I smell it. It smells fine. It was partially frozen from my refrigerator. Mm, I don't know how that happened. That happens. Yeah, that happens uh, but sometimes. Did I pour it in the drink anyways? Absolutely, I did. That works. And out. you know what? It was still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I feel like with normal textured oat beverage, it'll be freaking phenomenal. So yeah, definitely try it out. You know, I feel like everyone thinks that October is like fall, 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 but November's fall too. You can get yeah. your your pumpkin spice, your chai. Thanksgiving is still definitely uh, fall. Yeah, yeah. I was having that like thought today. I was like, oh my god, I have, there's so many like other fall things that I need to do, and then I was like, I have a whole other month. You need to relax, yeah. Kylie. So I yeah. will say, I know for a fact that the maple oat beverage is um, like gone for the season. I guess the word is so. Uh, the next time you go to Trader yeah. Joe's, make sure you stock up. Because yeah. I tried to find it. I went to the Trader Joe's. Grant really likes it. He drinks it plain, which like serial killer trait. But oh my um, god, it's I'm weird. Scared. He really likes it plain. Um, and so I was like, I made like a note to like look for it while I was there, and I couldn't find it. And I asked, and she was like, Oh yeah, we don't, we're not getting anymore. And I was like, <laughs> No. So goodbye. Grab some extras by the next time. Yeah. You go. Wow. Yeah. All right. Moving into our main episode topic, a little Boston travel guide. Well. So I want to preface this. We're going Boston area. So yeah, we're going Boston, Cambridge, Somerville. I think that's where all of our recs are. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. I feel like anywhere that's accessible on the T, like everywhere yes. that we say is accessible by public tran- by Boston Public Transit, so yes. like, I feel like that makes it count. <laughs> yes. So... Um, and if you've never been to Boston, just in general, like 
it's not weird that we're recommending you do stuff in Cambridge and Somerville because they're like yeah. very integrated places. Yeah. Like half the time you don't even realize which one like you're in. Exactly. So exactly. Um yeah, we kind of broke it out in a few categories. So we did places to eat, places to drink, places to visit, places to shop. So we're gonna start with places to eat, and I'll kick it off yes. with Barcelona Wine Bar. So there's Ooh. one in Brookline and there's one in the South End. And um, I know that this isn't just in Boston. I know that they have locations in other cities, but it is one of my favorite kind of like tapas restaurants. And I really like eating tapas style. Um, I've been to both locations. Brookline one has nice outdoor seating. And I think it's the original one in Boston, maybe. I don't know. And then the South End one is definitely more of like a nightlife, like people kind of like pre-gaming there, you can tell. So it depends on like Mm -hmm. the vibe you want. But um, they have really good sangria. They have really good like patatas bravas, like all the classic like Ugh. Spanish tapas. Um, I also really like a different tapas place called Tosca if you want to go with like a local business. That's in either – I think Brookline technically. So yeah, that's our first rec. Nice. So my first rec is Chow Roma in the North End. So spoiler alert, my brief stunt in Boston – uh, I did live in the North End, so a lot of my recommendations are going to be for the North End. So if you notice that trait or that um, pattern, that's why. But the North End's a great place. Love it. Yeah, Lots especially for food. Good eats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chow Roma, they have a really, really cute outdoor seating section. I've been there for dinner and for brunch. I honestly like their brunch better. They have a really good brunch menu. Uh, but their dinner's still really good. The North End's known for, like, their Italian food. So if you're looking for good pasta, like, go to the North End and go to Chow Roma because you'll find some good pasta. Yeah. I'll also say we're going to have this list linked down below. So don't feel like you have to take, like, rapid yes. notes or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, We'll have the list. So the next one is for ice cream, which is technically, like, this counts as places to eat, right? Because I was like, I don't know if yeah. I should put it in yeah. here. but. Um, it's called FOMU and there's a, actually a bunch of locations. Like I've definitely seen like five or six different locations. And what's special about FOMU is they do like alternative, like non-dairy ice creams. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look up specifically like what they do for the most part. Um, yeah. FOMU earth inspired dessert. So it just says like plant-based everywhere, but I'm pretty sure it's all coconut milk um, ice cream. Ooh. And it's really good. They have like really creative flavors. And yeah, like I said, there's a bunch of locations. So you'll probably have one whatever neighborhood you're in. And it's just really good. Yum. Love it. My next one is Lola 42 in the Seaport. So this menu is like Asian inspired, but they also have some like pretty traditional like more American style foods. I got a Beyond Burger when I went and it was freaking phenomenal. And they had like three different types of fries. They were so good. And it's in the seaport and it's right on the water. Unfortunately, the day that I went, um, it was really like gloomy and rainy. So we didn't get to like really reap the benefits of like sitting outside and being on the water. But I have a feeling that on a nice day, it would be like really, really beautiful. Um, And like I said, their menu kind of like is really diverse, has a lot of different stuff. So I feel like it's a good place where everyone will find something that they like. So yeah. Speaking of a place where everyone will find something that they like, <laughs> um, my next rec is Time Out Market in Fenway. 
Honestly, I feel like I don't love the timeout market experience, but I'm putting it on here because it's really good if you're going with either a big group or a group of people that all have like different palettes because it's basically like food court cafeteria style. But the whole thing of it is that it's like pop-ups from more Mm -hmm. expensive restaurants around Boston. Mm -hmm. So they have like an Italian place, a Mexican place, like a falafel place. Like there's all sorts of different types of restaurants inside. And then they also have a bar. And it's kind of nice because it's, like I said, kind of like food court style. So if you have a big group, you can kind of just like show up and take over a table and you don't need like a reservation or anything like that. So it definitely has its use cases and it's really close to Fenway. So if you're hitting like the Fenway area or going to like a game or something, it's a good spot. But it's a little chaotic. I won't lie. Yeah. (laughs) Chaos will ensue. (laughs) Um, For my next rec, it is – I always get confused. Regina Pizzeria, Pizzeria Regina. People say it both ways. I don't know which way is the correct way. But it's in the North End. The original location, like the very first Pizzeria Regina, is located in the North End. So it's definitely more of like a touristy spot. I remember walking by there a couple of times and like people were taking pictures in front of the signs and things like that. So if you're really not looking for like a tourist type of place to eat, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's pretty dang good pizza. Like it's real good pizza. And if anything, maybe you're just looking for a little takeout slice, head to Pizzeria Regina. You won't regret it. You just won't. I feel like I've actually never been there, but there are a couple really? locations. Yeah, so I should go. Next one is Lolita. This place is very unique in my opinion. Love so it. there's one in the Back Bay and one in Seaport. I think the Back Bay one maybe either was closed or still is closed due to COVID because they don't have any outdoor area. But the mm. Seaport one has a really big, beautiful outdoor area, and it's the same menu, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it's basically like pretty – um I don't want to say like fancy, but it is on like the higher end um, yeah. Mexican food. And what's really cool about it is they give you all sorts of like fun perks. Like the first thing they do is they give you like a grapefruit palate cleanser with like dry yeah. ice. So like the table looks really cool. And then when you get your check, you get like cotton candy. Like it's just a fun experience. Definitely a little pricier, um, but the food is really good. And it's just like you're paying yeah. for the experience. So I really like Lolita. It's fun for like a birthday dinner or like kind of like an occasion yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I love Lolita. Great vibes all around. For my next recommendation, we're still in the North End. I swear I gave other recommendations for other places (laughs) as well. But it's Bova's Bakery. If you are visiting Boston and you're about to get in the mile-long line at Mike's Pastry, if I see you, I will bop you upside the head because there's no need. (laughs) Scoot your boot down the block a little bit to Bova's. I think it's better than Mike's Pastry's. It's so good. Everything that you could get at Mike's Pastries, you could get at Boba's. And it's way less crowded because it's like off the beaten path and no one really knows about it. I also do like modern in the North End, which is also on Hanover Street is like the main street in the North End. Modern and Mike's are on Hanover Street. But Bova, nothing beats Bova's. It's so freaking good. I miss it with all of my heart. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's more of a local pick. Like the tourists yeah. know to go to either Mike's or um, or modern or modern. Yeah, that's kind of like the debate. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Mike's or modern," and then like Bova's yeah. is just kind of over there, like with all the locals knowing about it. Yeah. So it's kind of a good, delicious. Yeah, good secret. Yep. The next one is another Italian place. So there are two locations. I'm pretty sure one in Brookline and one in the North End. I've only been to the Brookline one. Uh, but it's called Pomodoro, and it's a really, really good Italian place. They also have good cocktails. 
Um, but they have a really small menu, which I always like because I don't like a lot of choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's cash only. Um, at least it was when Ooh. I went. Yeah. So that's how, that's how you know it's authentic <laughs> because I don't know. Who knows what they're putting that cash into? So definitely go check it out. There's one in Brookline Village. And I think the other one's in the North End. And it's really good. Yeah. So my next rack is Brico. Brico. B-R-I-C-C-O. That was like Brico. I'm not sure. Brico. That's possible because it's in the North End again, so it's Italian. So I actually have never been here, but my good friend who lives not in Boston, but like right outside of Boston towards the North End, loves this place. Loves it. And it's definitely like a, a much fancier Italian restaurant, more fancy than like Chow Roma would be. So if you're looking to like really ball out on like a nice Italian dinner, I would recommend going to, to Brico, 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 whatever the heck it is. So yeah, for all my fancy gals out there, if you're looking to fine dine, hit it up. Love it. My next one is also kind of an experience type one. So it's Beehive in the South End. Um, and what's cool about Beehive is that it's like a jazz bar. So they have live jazz music inside and they have – good food, good drinks, and it's just fun to be in the South End, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely a little – one of the other kind of like somewhat pricier ones on here, but like you're kind of paying for like the music and everything too. So I like Beehive a lot. It's not really a good place to go, I guess, if you are going to like want to talk to the person you're with a lot because the music is like pretty close to you and sort of loud. Yeah. Um, So it's a good like – if you're traveling with like a friend you already know well or like something like that, I wouldn't go yeah. there for like a first date because it's like you kind of would have to like yell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's cool. <laughs> nice. My next one is the Broadway in the South End, specifically for brunch. So this is in place- Saudi. Saudi. Sorry, I get them mixed up all the time. Can you yeah. tell I only live there for a month? Hi, Dad. So for people not from Boston, this actually yeah, is really confusing. this is a good lesson. <laughs> South End and Saudi, like South They're Boston, different. are not the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. This is in South Boston. Yeah. Also known as Southie. Yeah. The worst thing is that I literally looked this up because I was like, okay, I know it's in one of them, but I can't remember. And it told me South End. Google no, betrayed it's me. In it's on the Broadway. Well, if it's on Broadway. It's called the Broadway. Which checks out. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, the Broadway. This is for all my Instagram bitches out there. This place has mimosa towers that mm-hmm. like, they essentially... I equate it to, like, looking almost like a giant test tube that you, like, dispense your, like, yeah. mimosa into. Um, and, like, the idea is – I think it's technically, like, bottomless or something like that or just, like, I don't know, a lot of alcohol. And so for my brunch bitches, my Instagram bitches, it looks great on your story. It'll look great on your feed. Hit it up. Yeah. I think it's a good, like, sports bar type place, too. Like, if you yeah. like watching games places, I think a lot of people that live in Saudi go there to watch, like, the Pats yeah. and stuff like that. The next one is for all my vegetarian gals oh, out there. It's so good. Veggie Galaxy in Cambridge. It's in Central Square. And it's honestly one of the more unique places, too. Because oh, yeah. it's styled like an old school diner, but everything is, like, galaxy like space like cosmic themed and it's all vegetarian so i just love it so cool they also have really like creative cocktails but they have like basically like veggie junk food like yeah chicken and waffles and like grilled cheese and like steak rubens like just all sorts of stuff that you really can't get if you're vegetarian and like might crave um and they do breakfast all day and then they do have like a lunch and dinner menu too yeah and anything can be made vegan so Good for vegetarians and vegans and 
regular folks none the like because it's very it's so good. good it's so good my outdoor next seating rec- too oh yes a pretty large outdoor seating area mm-hmm. um my next recommendation is quattro in the north end i've been here a couple of times they got good flatbreads at quattro again it's more italian food but i these were some standout flatbreads in my opinion um and they also again have like your standard pasta dishes, you know, things like that. Anything you would want for Italian food. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I went with Anya actually yeah, when I first you moved. Did. Yeah, and it was pretty dang good. It is good. My next one, this is a Boston institution. I feel like you can't visit Boston without going to at least <laughs> one of these. Tate. So there's literally one in like every neighborhood now, I feel like. Um, but it is a cafe they do food they do brunch they do like sandwichy type foods pastries all of that um and it's cool because it's kind of like israeli inspired like i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the founders from israel and so they have like a shakshuka um and all sorts of stuff so super good you'll probably stumble upon one in whatever neighborhood you're in and it's just it's just a classic at this point so yeah for sure my last recommendation is Sam Lagrasis. So this is more of a like fast casual place. They have sandwiches, salads, soups, I think. And it's located right outside of downtown crossing, which is like the downtown area of Boston. And fun fact, this is where my work always like orders out from when we do like mm-hmm. a team lunch. And it's just, it's so good. They have a whole vegan sandwich section. So there's, you know, stuff for everyone on every type of diet. I'm pretty sure they have like gluten-free stuff too. So it's a very inclusive, fast, casual place to just grab a quick bite while you're touring Boston. Love that. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it because I did uh, briefly work downtown, but I'll yeah, check it out. It's good. My Next one and the last one for the places to eat section is Trident. So Trident is pretty unique because it's a bookshop and restaurant on Newbury Street and they have really good brunch. I have only been for brunch, but I know that they do lunch and dinner too Um, Mm -hmm. and they have an outdoor seating area. So it's just kind of like a cool kind of like light academia (laughs) type place to go, Um, especially if you're going to be like on Newbury, just like in Back Bay in general. Um, It's a fun experience. So. All right, moving into places to drink. So the first one is in Somerville. It's called Back Bar. And I have given this recommendation to people and they've shown up there and left because they didn't know how to get in because it's kind of like hole in the wall, like sort of tough to find. But you basically have to go into like the back of the building and then like through a hallway and then through a door. So it's sort of hidden, definitely like off the beaten path. (laughs) Um, But what's cool about Back Bar is they have a really small menu and then they have like super interesting, like would never think to combine these ingredients type cocktails. Um, And it's pretty small and they have like some fun popcorn, if I remember right. And they play movies on their projector. So it's like super like local (laughs) feeling kind of spot, but like really good drinks not cheap drinks, but like very expertly like crafted and like liquors from all around the world that you've never heard of mm-hmm. kind of drinks. Um, and it's right in like Union Square in Somerville, which isn't too hard to get to from um, parts of Boston. So definitely check it out. Been here a few times like with work because it's so good. Nice. My first drink recommendation is Trillium. So they have one in Fenway and they had one along the Greenway too, kind of near the financial district. I don't know if that one 
is closed because of COVID. I know it was, but I don't know if it's reopened. Yeah, they have the one in Fenway, and then they have one in the in uh, the seaport, and then they have like a pop up in the Greenway that's just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but really good. It's a brewery, so if you're into like a craft beer moment, definitely hit up Trillium, and it's very conveniently located, either being in Fenway. So if you're going to a game, you can stop there. Seaport's another great place where people just go out, so you can stop there as well. But yeah, big fan. Yes, and sorry if you hear my radiator, it's clanking. <laughs> it's uh we live in a apartment built in the 30s, so love that. We are trying to figure out how the radiators work and to make them not clank, but when they come on for the first time in a while they do clank. So, sorry. It's tough. Um I'll try to drown it out as much as I can. But <laughs> the next one is I've actually never been here, but I've heard really good things and it's called Drink and it's in Seaport and I'm from what I've heard word on the street is that they don't really have a menu. You just kind of go in and you talk about what kind of flavors you like, what kind of liquors you generally like, and the bartender like put something together for you, which like I know you can theoretically do this at any bar. Like you could go up to any bartender and be like, I like this, make me something. But it's like the whole style of this place. Um, So it's pretty cool. I've been meaning to go. So definitely check it out if you're in Seaport. Yeah. So my next one is probably more touristy than other places here or on our list. Um, and it's the lookout rooftop and bar in the Envoy Hotel in the seaport. This is like, if you see someone post on Instagram at like a rooftop bar in Boston, they're probably at the Envoy. I think there is another mm-hmm. rooftop bar in Boston, or maybe I'm making that up. I can't think of it, but yeah, the Envoy is definitely like the more popular one. The big and they one, do the, yeah. um, I think they do the igloos when it gets cold. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, But yeah, it is a really pretty view. I think the view from the seaport is just like really gorgeous to begin with. Um, And you get a really good view of it. They have like a pretty standard bar from what I remember. So nothing like too crazy with the drinks. I think you're more so there for the environment of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Check it out. This next one I have only been to once. And I remember actually being kind of mad because we were supposed to go somewhere else. And then – someone else ended up joining and we couldn't change our reservation at the original place. And I was kind of upset because I wanted to go to that original place. But then we went to this place and I was like, wait, this is so cool. So it's called Carry Nation and it's right downtown kind of near like, yeah, I guess like downtown crossing-ish. And um, they it's, it's very like speakeasy vibes. Like it's definitely from mm-hmm. the 20s, like the building itself. And so they really like play into that. And they have a lot of really good cocktails and they do also serve food. But I think the cocktails are kind of like the standout there um a little Mm -hmm. more on the fancy side and just like a cool like Gatsby feeling vibe Ooh, love that my next one is Loretta's last call (laughs) I've only ever been here like at the end of like a night out in Fenway Mm -hmm. or like after a concert at the house of blues but the word on the street is that Loretta's has line dancing and I feel like Tuesdays yeah. yeah on Tuesdays and I feel like that's I'm like a fun time like I would do some line have you been to the line dancing there I think I have but I think we didn't know like I think it was similar like we had a concert or something and so (laughs) we walked in like oh my god and we got like paired with random people pre-covid obviously yeah um and yeah it was pretty fun I will say in general something to know about Boston like nightlife is that it's pretty shuts down pretty early compared to most cities so usually last call is like one and the place is closed by two, which I know is like crazy if you're coming from like New York City or something like that. But personally, I love it because I yeah. 
do not want to be out much later than that anyway. So it works out really well, but just something to note. Like don't show up there like yeah. three because they're going to be closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. But yeah. So if you're looking to do some line dancing on a weeknight, hit up Loretta's. Yes. Next one is Bully Boy, which is a distillery in Boston. It's in Roxbury, sort of. Yeah. Kind of like Roxbury. Um, so it's really good. So it's a, like I said, it's a distillery. So they make handcrafted rum, vodka, whiskey, and they have some cocktails and they do tours, which is fun. It's not too far from one of the other places we're going to recommend later, which is the JFK library. So if you're going to be like in that area, it's a good place to stop. And it's just cool. Cause I feel like there's not many like distilleries yeah. in the Boston area. Like there are definitely some breweries, but not really so much distilleries. So yeah, you can also buy sure. their stuff at local liquor stores. My next recommendation is like kind of half a joke. And if you're a real adult, don't go to these places. <laughs> like if you've graduated college, if you have a college degree and work a nine to five, don't go to these places. But Howl at the Moon and the Harp for my college girlies are like pretty fun. Yeah, I would throw West End Johnny's in here too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. West End Johnny's for sure. But yeah, they're very much like not dive bar, but just like college bar vibes. Like, yeah, you're not going to find someone over 22 in those bars. It's just not going to happen. And if you do, they're probably like a predator and don't go near them. That's an exaggeration. They're probably not a predator, but you know what I mean? Say, <laughs> I have been, to, I don't think I've ever been to West End Johnny's, but I've been to the Howl at the Moon and I've been to the Harp during my college years. And it is pretty fun, especially if you don't go to school in Boston and you're like having, having a weekend in Boston with your girlies. You're a junior in college. You can drink it's fun just to show how like collegey it is they actually do like nights for different schools so like there yeah. would be like northeastern night and you would have like a code word or whatever to like get in and it would just be like all northeastern people so and it's funny because they're actually i got a facebook invite like a few days ago and our the president of northeastern is named joseph aoun and so the event was called howl at aoun and <laughs> it's like it's, it's so like a, an event for after graduation like people are trying to go there again so just to relive the glory days. So like you can tell what kind of place it is, but it's really fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really fun. The next one is Cambridge Brewing Company. So in Cambridge, obviously it's near like MIT, Kendall Square kind of. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really cute. I had only been a few times and I was like, wow, this place is awesome. So it's nice because they have outdoor seating, but they have one of those like opening and like receding, um, almost like tents kind of thing. Like they have like an automatic like electric tent that can be closed when it starts raining yeah um it's really nice and yeah it's just like a local brewery so they have some fun stuff recommend getting a flight trying some things they do have good food too lots of dogs in my experience Ooh. so check it Love out it. my next rec is the landing for a little outdoor vibe it's an outdoor bar uh there's also a place that we got almost got kicked out of this is it was oh. the landing at rose wharf right yes i think so yeah yeah, Onion, I almost got kicked out of here. <laughs> it was not our fault. Yeah, it was not our fault. We won't tell the story now, but just know we didn't do anything wrong. We were framed. <laughs> we, were framed. we were framed. We so. were bamboozled. Hoodwinked, yeah. some may say. Um, But overall, I almost want to put like the more so for college students disclaimer on they this have, one like, as well. Fish bowls. Yeah. That kind yeah. of vibe, yeah. So, but it is fun because it is like outdoors and... I think that brings a good vibe, especially if it's, like, summertime. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know when, like, how long they stay open, but um, if yeah. you're in the warmer months, check it out. 
The next one is Night Shift Brewery. So I think they might have multiple locations now or at least like a pop-up somewhere. But the one I'm thinking about is um, right near TD Garden and it overlooks the Zakem Bridge, which is like the bridge that you drive in to come into Boston. Big outdoor space. They usually have live music. Just another brewery. Good fried pickles. They also had um, a mojito seltzer the last time I was there. So they have like some fun like non-beer options if that's not your thing. And yeah, it's just a fun area. Nice. So my next one is actually a place that I haven't been to. It's called Croquette and it's Mm -hmm. new. And Anya and I were actually supposed to go there, but there was a change in plans. And I was kind of bummed that the uh, plans ended up changing because it looked really cute. Yeah. It's It's in a hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember which hotel, but – um it's It's in the seaport yeah and it's owned by like the same restaurant group that owns like yvonne's like it's all like the same ownership and so it's like small plates and yeah Yeah. it's supposed to be good but next time yeah so if you can get a reservation let us know how it goes yes the next one is i lost my place Mm -hmm. cheeky monkey cheeky monkey this honestly if i could recommend one place i just have such good memories at cheeky monkey that i have to tell you guys to go so it's in fenway which fenway Mm -hmm. is just a fun area to go out in um yeah and there's just lots of bars in a row so it's a good place to like spend the like uber one place and like spend the evening kind of vibe and um cheeky is a brewery technically and yeah. what's cool about it is that the owner like got a lot of inspiration from drinking beers in Australia and I'm pretty sure he actually brought like Australian yeast to like start all the beers that he brews here and so they all have like really funny like um primate inspired like names <laughs> yeah and cheeky's really fun because it has a bunch of like neon signs and a lot of games so they have shuffleboard mm-hmm. pool um what else do they have oh god Ping pong. Ping pong. Yeah, there's lots of games. Darts, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do have darts. They have, like, some arcade games. Like, I remember they have the, like, yeah. psychic one. You know, oh, yeah, where, like, yeah. you put the – it can give you, like, your fortune. So it's really fun. It's usually pretty crowded. Um, I don't think there's usually a cover, though. Some of the places on Fenway, there's a cover. Yeah, no, Cheeky doesn't so. usually have a cover, maybe unless you go late. And um, pro tip, there's another bar in the back. So don't wait super long at the one in the front. Just keep yes. going to the back and there's another bar there. But yeah, really fun. You do have to like sign up to play the games, but it's like you can kind of come in, sign up, get a drink. And then by the time you're done with your drink, it's like time for you to play. So it's yeah. the best. Literally love Cheeky. I have no shame. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I would argue that a close second yes. is the Lansdowne on Lansdowne. So we love this place. They have live music normally, specifically like cover, cover bands, bands. Yeah. <laughs> specifically Third Eye Blind cover bands. <laughs> That's the vibe that we're going for. And it's just like, it is a lot more like dive bar than like Cheeky Monkey would be. But it's so fun. Like, it's so fun. There's nothing better than dancing to a live Third Eye Blind cover. Name something better. I'll wait. So, and it's on that same strip. So you head to Cheeky yeah. Monkey, you play your games, you say, oh, I could really use some dancing right now. You bop on over to the Lansdowne and then you go to Loretta's. It's just a great time. I have two, well, two things. So first of all, uh, Lansdowne almost always has a cover. So just come prepare yeah. with some cash, usually like 10 bucks a person. Second pro tip is Lansdowne is connected to this place called Bill's Bar yeah. and Bill's Bar usually has lower or no cover because it's more of like a DJ, mm-hmm. but people don't realize that. And so 
if you, if there's a long line at Lansdowne or you don't want to pay the cover, you can just get on the line for Bill's Bar, pay whatever like smaller cover they have, and then they're connected inside. So you can just like go into Lansdowne from the inside. So pro tip. But the last one is a wine bar. It's actually the only like wine bar we have on this list, surprisingly. Um, It's called Rebel Rebel. It's in Somerville. It's in Bow Market, which I'm going to talk about a little later. And what's cool about Rebel Rebel is that it's female owned. And I believe they only stock wine that is from like a female owned uh, vineyard or winery. Um, And they are very like fair wage. Like if you look at their website, they're super like ethical about everything. And so it just feels good to support them. And it's the type of place that like they'll ask you like what kind of flavors you like and like pick something out for you. Like they served me a really nice like orange wine. They have a cute courtyard. Um, It's small, but it's really cute. Nice. I haven't been here, but I really do want to check it out. So we are moving into our places to visit. I feel like this is arguably what people like know with Boston. Boston's a very historic city for those mm-hmm. of you that aren't aware. So there's there's lots of places to go, but we we tried to narrow it down to the places that are worth your time. Do you want mm-hmm. to kick it off? First one, you know it, you love it. It's the Boston Common, the first grazing land in the United States. <laughs> established 16 whatever um <laughs> so yeah it literally used to be like the common where like people would all like the puritans or whoever they were would yeah. like bring their livestock to like graze now it's a very cute well-maintained <laughs> garden very yeah. like scenic lots of people like picnicking there and stuff so you can definitely like put wine into a swell sneak it in bring some cheese it's like a good vibe yeah, yeah. Um, it's vibes. kind of in the middle of everything so yeah love it must stop yes for sure my first one is high key the Museum of Science. Listen, have I been here since I was a kid? No. Did I walk by it a couple of times because I didn't live that far from it when I was in Boston? Yeah. And did I want to go? Heck yeah, I did. I feel like the Museum of Science is such a cool place and there's just something to learn. I didn't appreciate it as a kid, let's be honest. <laughs> I was just looking at like the colors and stuff. So I kind of want to, I've been wanting to go to the Museum of Science to like learn something. Yeah. So I feel like it, it could be a fun opportunity. I went relatively recently. And by relatively recently, I mean like in the last four years, like I went at one mm-hmm. point in college. And I do think it like upon going again, I was realizing like how it sort of is catered to kids, like yeah. some of the exhibits and stuff. So I think this would be a good one if you're going with like your family, like if you had someone yeah. younger than you. Um, but they do have some interesting stuff for adults too. Like it's like, yeah. it's a good, it's like a known science museum. So yeah, for sure. Next one is the MFA, the Museum of Fine Arts. This is like probably the best known museum in Boston, I would say. It's humongous. Yeah. They have a lot of like really well-known works. I wouldn't try to cover everything, honestly. Like you're just going to tire yourself out. It's the kind of place where just like pick the wing that sounds like most interesting to you and like enjoy that. Um, but it was really nice because when I went to Northeastern, I actually lived across the street at one point and we got in free. So I used to try to go and like just look at like one area. Mm-hmm. Um and it's great. Yeah. Really pretty. Big fan. Big fan. For my sports girlies, my sports brothers, my sports besties, hit up a Red Sox or a Bruins game, you know, depending on when you visit, because Fenway and TD Garden are both in Boston. Fun fact, our football team, the Patriots, the stadium is not in Boston, which I think Talks for people, I think people know that. Yeah, but I feel like for people outside of New England, that's like weird to not have all mm. the sports play in the same place. But the more you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like 
Boston sports fans are like uniquely loyal. They have a lot Mm -hmm. of pride in their teams, but I also know that like a lot of people hate Boston sports teams. So maybe this is a bad suggestion. I don't know. (laughs) I would go. So I like how you said F the Celtics. (laughs) Oh my God. I wasn't even (laughs) thinking about that. I literally wasn't even thinking about that. Go to a Celtics game too. That's fun. Depends on the season you're here. Yeah. Got nothing against the Celtics. Just not a sports (laughs) gal, as you can tell. (laughs) I knew Uh, I was missing one too. That's funny. Oopsie. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. I've been to, so I think, I don't really know sports either that well, but I've been to a Celtics game and I've been to a Bruins game and I'm pretty sure they play during like, they overlap for some portion of their season. Yeah. It's interesting because I've seen them, I was volunteering at this Bruins game, so I was seeing them change it from floor to ice very interesting anyway mm-hmm. um next one freedom trail if it's your first time here you gotta do it so it's basically just this uh predetermined path like literally follow the bricks like through downtown i think you start at like bunker hill and it's just a good way to see a lot of boston and i'm pretty sure i mean i haven't really done the freedom trail to be honest but i'm pretty sure there's like an audio associated guide you can find mm-hmm. online and like listen at the different stops it's kind of like a self-guided tour so it's nice it's free good way to see some neighborhoods you gotta do it it's a staple yeah for sure my next one is another one that's great if you're going with your family, if you have any little ones with you, and it's the New England Aquarium. I feel like this is a pretty well-known aquarium. Again, I haven't been since I was a kid, but who doesn't love a good aquarium, you know? Yeah. I, I have good memories, good vibes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Next one, I mentioned this earlier, the JFK. It's called the library, but it's essentially a museum. Um, and it's because JFK was born in Boston, pretty sure Brooklyn, but, um, so he's from the area. Yes. And we love JFK. I've been here. Like I came here on field trips when I was in high school. I went recently too. I believe it's been shut down during COVID. I think they're doing some like construction. So check, Mm. um, before you go, especially if you're listening recent. Um, but it's just a really well done museum. It basically, you walk through his life in chronological order and you get to see like all of the, um items that you know a lot of like Jackie's dresses are like beautifully preserved and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and they do a really really like tasteful job when it comes to his assassination and like the way that they portray yeah. it like I won't spoil it for you because it's really like an experience but they just do a good job it's like very emotional and it's just a great way to learn about JFK so go check yeah. it out it's also on the water so like nice uh pick opportunities and stuff yeah, this podcast is a JFK stan account, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, the next rec is the Boston Public Library. Maybe it's just like the book nerd in me, but I feel like a staple whenever you like visit a new city is to visit their public library. I know we did it in New York. Who doesn't love a pretty library? I think the Boston li- Public Library is pretty. It's really pretty, yeah. Yeah. In courtyards. It's very like academia. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking to have that academia photo shoot, hit them up. Yeah. That's what I'd and be I there think for. pretty sure you can just like walk in and explore. Yeah. You will see people like studying and stuff, but it's true. Cool. Cool. And it's right in the middle of like Copley. So, yeah. Next one is the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. You guys may have heard of it due to its heist fame. So a couple of really famous paintings were stolen from the Isabella Stewart Gardner back in the 90s. If you haven't heard about this, there's a podcast on it called Last Scene, which is really well done. And honestly, I think a lot of people go now mostly just to see like the relic of the stolen paintings because they left the frames on the wall that the robbers cut the paintings out of. So it's kind of like, if you're really into art, it's like honestly kind of sad. Um, But it's really 
well done and it's interesting because it's basically just this individual like socialite woman's collection. So it's like in like her, I don't know if it's like her home or what it is, but it's really pretty, really pretty courtyard. It's a smaller museum, so very doable. And I'm pretty sure you get in for free if your name is Isabella. So, (laughs) Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That's funny. (laughs) Um, My next one, I don't mean for this to be kind of a cop-out recommendation, but I feel like it might be. But I don't know. I When we were making this list, I was like, are Anya and I really jaded by everything in Boston? Because, like, we've grown up, like, going there and visiting there and living there for, you know, however long that we have. But I feel like if you're really looking to, like, run the gamut, get the historical overview of Boston, I know there's a ton of walking tours and trolley tours and things like that that will, like, take you through it all. And so I wanted to give that recommendation. I've never been on one. I haven't even been on the duck boats ever in my life. I was going to say the duck boats definitely fall into this category. Yeah. And like they're like, don't get me wrong. They are very touristy and very cheesy. So if that's not your vibe, like ignore what I'm saying. And I would recommend just like going off of our suggestions. But if you do want to go for that, like overall tour, who cares? It's the duck boats. Who cares? You can say I went to Boston. I went on a duck boat. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not super, like, well-versed on this, but I know that, like, any other city, there's, like, these, uh, like, combo, like, tourism pass kind of things that you can do that, like, get you into a lot of attractions for free, and I think this is one of those types of things, so. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, it's always funny because, like, as a Bostonian, (laughs) whatever, like, a duck boat goes by, people are, like, ooing and aahing. I'm, like, hi, everyone, but it's pretty cool. They're, like, these boats that go into the water if you're not – or they're, like, these – vehicles like trolleys kind of yeah yeah that go into the water so it's kind of like fun yeah um next one is the esplanade so it's basically just a well-maintained stretch along the charles river where they're kind of like these docks um another like good picnic place good to walk if you enjoy walking you can see a view of cambridge if you go to the other side you can see a view of boston so it's just great i used to come here all the time when i went to northeastern and just like bring some snacks or whatever like it's a good place to chill and good people watching so speaking of a good place to chill and good people watching my next one is the greenway so fun fact if you didn't know the greenway in boston used to be an elevated highway Mm -hmm. the highway is gone now and it is now just like a public park that like stretches miles long some sections have food trucks available Um, And it's just great vibes, some nice like green space in the middle of the city. I highly recommend, especially on like a nice summer day. It's nice just to go out with like a blanket, pop by a food truck, great vibes. Yeah. And there's all sorts of like pop-ups on the Greenway, like what we were talking about earlier, like Trillium. The Trillium, Um, yeah. So next one. And this one honestly kind of bridges this category and the next one, which is places to shop. Yeah. But it's Beacon Hill, just like as a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's a very quintessential Boston looking neighborhood. So everything yeah. is like brick. Everything's like a brownstone. Like it's like very, very pretty, very wealthy neighborhood, yeah. but beautiful just to walk around. You guys might've seen that famous street, Acorn Street. Yeah. Good place for pictures. It actually must be really historic because they have that super old flag on that street. Um. Yeah. Be but, careful walking on that street, please. <laughs> cobblestone. Yeah. Yeah. So go check it out and good shopping there on Charles Street. So yes, for sure. All right. Moving into our last category, we got places to shop. So I feel like 
looking at the list, I approached this more like neighborhood and you approached it more like specific stores, but I think that's good. Yeah. Like a mix. That's what I was kind of trying to do. Yeah. So the first one is just all of Back Bay. Honestly, I was there last night and I was like, (laughs) I just kept realizing like, oh my God, there's so much shopping around here. Yeah. So that's where Newbury Street is, which is like the main walking street in Boston. All the the stores, some of them are more day-to-day. Some are more expensive. So there's like a Patagonia and like a Brandy Melville, but then there's also like a Chanel on the other side. So one side of it is more luxury. One side of it's more like casual. And then there's Copley Place and the Prudential Center, which are basically just kind of like malls, I guess I would say. Um, But they're all just like right next to each other. So if you want like a shopping day, like if you're going to spend one day shopping, I would probably say this is the place to go out of our list. Agreed. But it's not like small businesses. It's more so chains. I mean, there's some small businesses, but it's more so like uh, stores you would recognize. Yeah, for sure. My first recommendation is from a previous podcast episode. It's the Uvita store, which is, I think, is located in the North End, technically. Yeah, it's like right between kind of like waterfront and North End. Yeah, yeah. Um, But if you're in that area, definitely check it out. I've been there a couple of times. They have a great selection, uh, lots of plants. So for my plant girlies, it's up. a zero it's waste great. store. If you didn't listen, yes, to that yes, it's a zero waste store. And tell Maria we said hello. <laughs> yes, we love her. Next one is Bow Market. This is in Somerville. It's where the Rebel Rebel Winery that I mentioned was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bow Market's pretty cool because the whole concept of it is that it allows um, like aspiring entrepreneurs to essentially have a pop up brick and mortar store for like a temporary period of time. So the first floor is a bunch of like restaurants and breweries. And then the second floor is a bunch of stores. And they're like like ultra small businesses, like honestly not even off the ground yet. So it's really great to go support them. There's like a vintage store. There's a plant store. There's like a stationary store. Um, and it's really cool because I think it used to be kind of like a, a warehouse or something like that. So they converted it. And yeah, really cute. Yeah. My next recommendation is Loft and Vine in the North End. This is like a really small like homeware shop in the North Mm. End. So they have like really pretty like coasters, water bottles. They actually had embroidery kits there. Um, They had like incense and some like room sprays, things like that. And yeah, it was just really, really cute. Um, The owner was there the last time I went and she was very nice and good vibes. You know, you just said that, and this isn't on my list, but I'm going to add it now because you reminded me. Um, Foline is oh, a good, yeah, good addition. Good. It's a it's a clean beauty store, so they sell like makeup, skincare, um, some like candles and stuff like that. But it's a, I think they have uh, since opened one in like New York and DC, maybe. But they have yeah. two locations in Boston. I want to say. One in Beacon Hill and then one in the South End. There might be another mm-hmm. one I'm missing, but it just reminded me because I also ran to the owner once and she was really nice. And it's just a really great store, like really yeah. um curated selection. Like I think their whole thing is that they don't want to like overwhelm the consumer with like every choice. Like they want to narrow down like what's the best in its category and like only stock that. So it's like a good experience. Um, but anyways, the one I was actually going to say is SOA, mm-hmm. which stands for South of Washington. And it's technically the south end it's almost southy it's kind of in like a weird hybrid area mm-hmm. um but it's kind of it's an open market and i actually know by the time this episode comes out 
it will be closed for the season because it only runs May to October, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But um, it's really cute because it's like partially a farmer's market, partially food trucks, partially like a maker's market. So like local artisans selling like jewelry and thrifted finds and like all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. And it's like you can really spend like a whole afternoon there. So they do also have a um, indoor and this is open all the time, an antique market. I don't know if we've been there. Have we been there? I don't think so. It's a little overwhelming, but it's good. As are all antique markets. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, My next one is the Garment District in Cambridge. So if you just had a nice lunch at Veggie Galaxy, Mm -hmm. pop on over to the Garment District. It's a giant thrift store. So like definitely like a place that you can spend an afternoon at for sure. It takes a while to sift through. And this is the place that has like just the like piles. Yeah. Um, Is that by the pound technically? I, is that it how must that be. pricing yeah, works? I think so. Yeah, but so you can sift through the piles, but then they have like more curated racks and stuff to go through. And you can definitely get some good finds there. Yeah, definitely. You just got to be like, you got to go in with the right mindset, you know? Yeah, you got to be committed. <laughs> Next one, I put Faneuil Hall. I don't know like how much actual real shopping you're necessarily going to do in Faneuil Hall, but I feel like it's a good yeah. place to go, kind of walk around, see the stores. There's also Quincy Market, which is a big kind of like food hall with a lot of different vendors. So it's kind of like a must-see spot, like historic. But I can't really think of like what stores are actually there. Like I know there's like an Abercrombie, an Urban, so some options, but you yeah. got, it's just like you got to go. It's just a must. Yeah. It is. It's true. My next rec is Brookline Booksmith in Brookline. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, this is a bookstore. So for all my book girlies out there, it's a pretty nice bookstore. Like for those of you that know, like the f- burst of serotonin that you get when you walk into a bookstore, Brookline Booksmith will do it for you. And there's some other shops too around yeah, yeah. the it's area. Like a top so, drawer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of make a little afternoon out of it. Yeah, it's right in College Corner, which is a really cute yep. area of Brookline to go to. Um, the next one is just the Seaport area in general. I would say Seaport has the most like up-and-coming stores. So there is like a Fall Raven. There's an Everlane. There's a Missouri. Like it has like the trendier spots. And there's also a pop-up area where different stores do pop up. So if you guys have seen like the Studs pop-up, they have one there. Um, they've also had Glossier do a pop-up. So it's like a very trendy area. Um yeah. Good, like, good actual shopping if you're trying to, like, buy stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> they also have a La Colombe coffee shop. Oh, yeah. And like. an Outdoor Voices. Yeah. So yeah. it's a really good area. Yeah. Really good. My next one is the Cambridge Side Mall in Cambridge. This is, like, very traditional mall vibes, like, even more than the Prue, I would mm-hmm. say. So if you're just looking for a mall moment, I would hit up Cambridge Side. But, yeah. Not super unique, but, you know, sometimes you just need them all. What's bizarre about it, when we went, we were so thrown off that there is a TJ Maxx inside. I've never seen a TJ Maxx in a mall. It was very That was an overwhelming experience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next one is Harvard Square area. I love Harvard Square. My bus that takes me to work goes through there every day, and it's just, like, cute. And um, they have a lot of good stores. There's, like, an Allbirds. There's Mm a – what's that notebook? brand oh the like moleskin ones right moleskin is that what it's called oh, is that what it's moleskin? called yeah oh. yeah i think so crack the um, 
yeah. So lots of good little shops. There's also like a lot of like local businesses. And it's yeah. near Harvard, which you probably we should have put that on places to visit. It's like a pretty, you know, Harvard Yard yeah. classic. Yeah. Um, good restaurants too. Yeah. And when we went there, we had the most wholesome <laughs> encounter. Oh my god! Surprised we never I talked about, about this. him every day. <laughs> yeah, I think we said we were going to bring it up on the pod, and we never did. But there was this guy, and he had this sign, and it was I like free. It said like free advice. Yeah. And like, but and it just said like no religion, no politics. <laughs> yeah. And so we went up, Anya went up to him and he was like, what can I give you advice on? And she just looks at me and she's like, she could use some advice. I was like, oh, and there was, uh, you know who else I think about? The cute guy that was also getting advice Yeah, that I didn't hit on and I should have so out there. <laughs> if you saw two girls getting advice from, I can't remember the guy's name. Like the guy he's who's there a lot advice. apparently, so we could probably go find yeah. him again. I think he just posts up there. He's like, "Yeah, I'm retired. Like, I just love meeting people." He was so nice. He was so cute, and it was the type of thing that totally could have gone weird and south, but it oh didn't. yeah, <laughs> so which great. I feel like we were safe because there was another guy also talking to him. I, I, if you had gone up to him and there was no one else talking to him, I would have been like, "Anya, I will push you down <laughs> the tea stairs." It was also right in now, a so. very populated area. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was super cute. So yeah, hopefully he's he there if cutie. you go. Yeah, ask him for advice. <laughs> um, the next one in my last recommendation is the Cambridge Antique Market. So this is another antique market. It's massive. Yeah. <laughs> Very like overwhelming. Stories. Yeah. Um, we did get like lost in it a couple of times. And by lost, I mean we were just like, how the heck do we like get to the next floor? How do we get out? I don't understand. Um, and so yeah, you kind of kind of like uh the garment district, you have to go in with the right mindset. I personally think it's better if you're just, like, into looking at antiques, but not necessarily, like, yeah, looking for something. I think that's the thing that surprised me about it was, like, it's definitely an antique market, not, like, a flea market. Like, stuff yes. isn't cheap necessarily. Like yeah, it's, no. It's, like, identified, like, candlestick holders from 1922, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. But it is really cool. And the last one to close it out. So I <laughs> – Okay. It's downtown <laughs> crossing. <laughs> yes. And I think I just have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to downtown crossing because I used to work there and I didn't love working in that area. Like it's honestly just really crowded, really like I don't know. Just wasn't the vibe. Like I dreaded like leaving on a work day because it's like you're walking through like all these crowds and it's like chaotic. But I think objectively there is some good shopping to be done in the area. Um so check it out. It's nearby like the common and like a bunch of other stuff that you're gonna want to see anyway. So yeah. I recommend I just for me, it's I don't want to say it's triggering, but it's just I feel like it's kind of like a been there, done that. Like I just spent too much time there in it. But yeah. it's a good place to go if you're new to the city. That's the list, besties. That's the list. We know we didn't hit everything. So if we have maybe like when we post this episode, we can like have you guys comment um any places we didn't mention. Yeah. Because obviously Boston is a big place and there's lots of cool places to go. But hopefully we give you some good recs if you're planning on coming here yeah. or if you're from here and just haven't tried all these places. Yeah. Consider yourself an honorary Bostonian if you made it through <laughs> this whole episode. <laughs> yes. And with that, you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram. You can leave us an yeah. anonymous suggestion box comment. And we would love if, if you rated the show five stars. We're still reading five-star ratings on the air, so definitely let us know what you're liking and what we can improve on. And with that, I think we'll chat with you guys next week. Yes. Chat with you next Tuesday. 